Hi, everybody. We're going to do a few weird things tonight, so I hope you'll just roll with it. Um, first is that I'm going to try a slightly different way of preaching. Uh, a lot of traditional preaching, they spend a lot of time um, with a scene, with the text, with the scripture, um, and that is not something that I do a lot. I, I do, believe it or not, read the Bible before I start talking about it, but often I'll, uh, I'll let the text sort of be behind or, or um, underneath what I'm saying and try to look for sort of concepts or uh, anecdotes, stories from my life, from our life, from contemporary life that I think um, uh, say what the text is trying to say, but in a way that we can connect with. Um, being sort of someone who came to Christianity from the outside, who didn't grow up in the tradition, really, um, to me, I'm excited about the Bible, but like uh, sometimes the stories themselves, um, they don't have, for me, this, uh, this automatic or uh, given quality um, that makes me think, uh, like think about them uh, as essential. They're, I was, I'm sort of, sort of like, well, this, this is how it happened to me then, uh, when God was in people's midst. Um, and to think about how God's in our midst now, we need to talk about stories now. But today I want to spend a little more time with this story, and I want to give a little context first. Um, this story is following the calendar, which we've been doing. We're still in Lent, which is leading, like Tim said, Tim said to Palm Sunday, Mo Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. Um, and this story is thrown, at least in the book of John, it happens, it's one of the few stories that is in all four of the Gospels. So there's, that gives you a hint that it might be important. Um, and it happens, here it says six days before Passover, so it's pretty close to um, uh, when all the, when, when shit gets real, when, when uh, Jesus goes to Jerusalem. Uh, all the Jews, there are a few holidays that, that everyone would go to Jerusalem for, um, and Passover is one of them. Jesus has been warned, don't, why would you go to Jerusalem? Like, there are people there who want to kill you. And he, you know, he tells people, get behind me, Satan. He's, he's like, I know, and, and I'm going anyways. Um, this story happens right after, at least in the book of John, uh, the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. So there's this nice foreshadowing of what's going to happen to Jesus. Lazarus is also buried in a cave-like tomb. There's a, there's a big stone in front of it that needs to be rolled away. He's in there for four days. Um, that's where we have the famous shortest passage of the Bible, Jesus wept. Um, so that's just, that's, and then, then suddenly plopped in before all the big high drama stuff, and after this kind of intense story that foreshadows it, there's this meal. There are people gathered around a table. And here the characters are Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Lazarus, who's like just, um, who was dead a few days ago. We don't know exactly how long ago. They're eating. Um, Hi. Um, one of the things that uh, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to do a little bit in just a few minutes is something that, to me, 
kind of blows my mind, and maybe it doesn't to you, but we don't know what God looked like when God was supposedly here on earth. Um, we know he wasn't white Jesus with blonde hair and blue eyes. We don't know what Jesus' voice sounded like. Um, we don't know, if we're honest intellectually, what parts of all of these stories really happened and did they happen exactly that way. We know that there's some historical basis, but I'm going to go out on a limb. We know what God smelled like. We're pretty sure we know what God smelled like. Does anyone believe me? Um, so the thing that Dorian, the Dorian so maturely laughed at, which I did the same thing, just to, um, uh, my wife Allison is like, Nard, why are you laughing? Nards, what is that? Why are you laughing? Is, not everyone, is that a regional thing? Do some people know? I think aside from any context, it's a just a funny word. OK. It's a thing little boys say about, their, about anatomy. Is that, does anyone know? Is that, am I the only one? OK. So it's not actually that. That's not what it means in the Bible. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nard A, Nard B. Um, so, Nard is uh, often, and now it's often referred to as spike nard. It's a, it's a fragrant root that they made perfume ointment out of. It was uh, rare and expensive. It was grown in the Himalayas, came from India. Um, and I'll tell you today that it's still expensive. I got some. We're going to smell what God smelled like today. Um, and I was thinking about the significance of that. Why is that like, so, so, so that there's a word here that we are pretty sure we know what plant they used to make that, and that plant still grows today. It's still around. You can still smell this. We also know what feet smell like. Some of us have smelled feet. There's this radical claim that God had, God had feet. God walked around on them. Incidentally, the people having dinner with him um, knew that Jesus was something special. They may not have called him God, though. Um, that for a lot of us in this community, myself included, I grapple with the very idea of, of God. I grapple with the existence of God. Um, we say we welcome atheists and agnostics here because I am sometimes among their ranks. I wake up some days and I either don't know or I'm pretty sure there can't, that, that just none of this makes sense. And the people in Jesus' midst felt the same way. His disciples, we know, felt the same way. Sometimes they knew, sometimes, sometimes they, they saw, a few of them saw, Others didn't, and even the ones that did see later totally lost their faith. That's us. Um, we know that just like there's a plant that we can smell, feet that we can smell 2,000 years later, we can feel those same things in our bodies as, that they felt. But this story is a reminder to us that the 
kind of preaching I sometimes am tempted to do, the kind of intellectualizing and abstracting, like finding the core, like the message, like what is the manifesto of Christianity? What does it mean? Like, like what are the prescriptions? So there's a liberal and a conservative version. The liberal version is like, let's strip away the metaphors and the, the images um, from this old crusty myth and find the essence, the, the like logical core that we can apply today. The conservative version is often, this is all literally true, and not only that, but we can get these list of things you need to believe in order to be good with God, and these list of behaviors that you need to follow in order to be good. Um, and uh, both sides are abstracting. Both sides are uh, intellectualizing, ironically. This is kind of an intellectual community, and I think we have a tendency to intellectualize too. We happen to be smarter than the conservatives, like our intellectualizing is better, but still wrong. Um, just kidding, there's some very smart conservatives. Um, I read one of their magazines, it's called First Things. If you ever wanna hear what smart conservative uh, religious people, or they have like a lot of political writing to say, I can't believe I'm plugging their website. Um, but I go there because it's, it's good to get different perspectives. We don't have enough of those here. Um, the smell, back to the smells, when I first started uh, hanging out with my now wife, Allison, um, I was also hanging out with her puppy, her dog, Coco. Some of you have, <laughs> not Coco. Coco was really well behaved when we had uh, a Bible study recently in my house. He had to be locked away uh, during the period everyone was coming because he's a maniac and he barks, but then he was okay. Um, but. We had a rocky start to our relationship, me and Coco. Um, we sort of uh, eyed each other with suspicion. I think he sensed that there was a new man moving in to Allison's life. Um, and I didn't really um, work too hard to reach out to Coco to like bridge the gap. Um, I wasn't raised with dogs. We got one when I was in high school, but I always found them a little gross, like they, um, the way they smell, the way they like slobber and, and their mouths have that dog breath. And I never bought that BS about dog mouths being cleaner than human mouths. Like is that because I've seen what, where he puts his mouth? Um, and he goes to the bathroom outside and then like sit, he doesn't wipe and he sits on the couch and the bed. And, um, so I was just like, yeah, that's cute. but. Um, but one time, Allison went away for the weekend on a, uh, a reunion with her college friends, and it was just me and Coco. This was later. And I think Coco was like, there's no alternative, and I'm kind of sad. I kind of miss my mommy. Um, so he like snuggled up to me when we were getting, when we were going to bed together, me and Coco. Um, <laughs> and, and he started kind of like looked at me and uh, I'm like, come over here, come here, Coco. And he started doing the thing he does, which is lick, like licks your hand, but like vigorously and a long time. And he'll go like any exposed skin, like he wants to cover it all. Um, he, he is like Mary of Bethany. He's like too much, too much perfume. He's over the top uh, in his love and his affection. And I, that freaked me out. But this time I was like, come on, let's just bring it on. And let him lick me. I, he licked uh, my neck. Because he, he, I mean, yeah, exposed skin, nice neck. Um, 
I do kind of like drum. Uh, by the way, I still do. But the point is, when he did, when I when I sort of let him do this, um, and I started petting him, not in the way I kind of usually did a couple quick pets. I was like deep, heavy petting. Um, <laughs> me and Cook. <laughs> um, and he was into it. Obviously, he was like really happy. Um, and I felt this surprising thing, which is like, like I felt love, like I felt waves of love coming from this little white puppy. This is probably nothing surprising to people who are dog lovers who have dogs. It's like, it's why a lot of people, it's like you love your dog, right? Yeah, you love your, like you really love them. It's not just like, oh, they're, I like, it's, they're like, I love them like I love this vase from my, no, it's like, you love them. Um, I had never experienced that before, and it was, I, I had to submit, and, and then the slobber, the slobber and the, the doggy breath, and um, it was still gross, but it was all part of it. It was all good. It was all good. Um, if you think, like, the smell of a dog is crazy, by the way, like, try having a baby, and just, like, your closeness to bodily odors is going to just, uh, um, grow exponentially, and your love amidst it. Um, I, uh, I said before that this story was framed by like really dark stuff. It's, it's, so there's like Lazarus dying. He was raised again, but like the trauma that his sisters felt is still there. And then there was this cloud. Everyone knew that Jesus was going to die. Jesus talked about it. Um, Mary here says, this is for your funeral, this, this beautiful, expensive perfume. It's, like a, it's, a, it's how they had prepared bodies after they died. Um, and what I think was going on not, was not just that this little nice moment of coming together around the table, it's not just that it was framed by tragedy, it's that it was all against the backdrop, the background, the, the sort of, um, if you imagine a painting, if you've, if you've ever taken a painting class, you kind of need to think about the foreground and the background. And uh, the entire background was dark. And then in the midst, on front of that background, in the midst of that background, um, Mary, brings this excessive, uh, sweet-smelling, beautiful outpouring. Judas, that guy who ruins all the fun, who ruins everything, um, immediately says, um, what does he say? Yeah, it's, in other, in other uh, books, it's like a year's wages. They say 300 denarius. Um, and you get this crazy line by Jesus, the poor will always be with us, right? Which like, as good liberal, liberals were like, wait, what does this mean? Um, I'm not gonna tell you what it means. One, one, th one of the things, I think there means a lot of things, but one of the things it means is like, stop abstracting. Stop talking about this category of people, the poor. Um, here is a real person in your midst. Um, that is scared, that is suffering. We know Jesus could have been scared because he wept, right? Um, uh, Christianity is a religion that no matter what people tell you is based 
not on abstractions, not on principles, but on practices, on uh, smells, on uh, people getting up close, close enough to maybe smell one another. Um, it's not a religion with a clear manifesto for all time. Um, it's a religion with stories of real people sharing these experiences together. Um, when I, a, a lot of you, some of you know that um, I have this beautiful son named Hans. Six months ago, he was born in like pretty much the worst way imaginable. Um, we, we were terrified he didn't have enough oxygen at some point, either around birth or before. And um, the trauma of that is still with me six months later. I still feel it. Um, and the trauma, the imagined trauma of not knowing what struggles he's going to have in his life is in the future. So like I'm sitting kind of in between two traumatic things. And that's where I, why I know about this background stuff, because that makes everything in between um, a nice, beautiful hammock of, tra of trauma. Um, it's not a comfy hammock, unfortunately. Um, the challenge, and this is a confession, and, and I'm preaching to myself here, is to try to find these excessive, totally irrational, um, totally unabstractable moments where I am in the presence of this beautiful baby before me. Um, and from what I've figured out so far, that doesn't get do away with the background. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't totally dissolve it or, or or make it float away. But it does fill it like a house. Like the, like it says, her perfume fills the whole house. Um, it 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 can. When I'm lucky. When I'm. When I'm blessed. Uh, the perfume of this little beautiful gift is um, is too much in a good way. So what we're going to do now is smell God. <laughs> I got some spikenard. It was expensive. And if we had a budget committee, you would probably be like, that is a really dumb Expenditure, Neil. <laughs> uh, but we don't, so you can't say anything. No. Um, no, I also paid for I bought it myself. But um, the, uh, the fun funnily enough, this five milliliter bottle cost $30, which is like sort of like 300 denarii. Not really, but, uh, but like if the size of this bottle was so small. Um, and but I had to get it because like that's what that's what Jesus that's what God smelled like right um, and we're gonna do not some of you might sigh, sigh of relief we're not going to wash each other's feet and wipe each other's feet with hair or with our hair unless you want to the kid everyone sitting at that table has to that's the the kitty table um, <laughs> what we're gonna do and and by the way Mondi one one interpretation of Mondi Tim keeps saying they don't know what Mondi means this is maybe technically true but. One interpretation is that it comes from Monditum, the, the commandment Jesus gave at the Last Supper to his disciples to love one another as I have loved you. 
That's like the new commandment. And uh, it comes from Latin, man manditum commandment. That may or may not be true. But a lot of Christians, especially Christians who are trying to get back to sort of basics of Christianity, get cut through a lot of the doctrine and ossified abstractions, return to that idea of foot washing, the practice of foot washing. Um, so we don't have, I don't think any of the dinners are gonna do that. But this, what's so amazing, and I never realized this before, and maybe all of you already knew this, is that before Jesus washes the feet of his disciples, this lady, Mary of Bethany, does it to him. He's copying. He's like, he's, he got that idea from somewhere. He didn't, he didn't come up with it. Christ, and then in another gospel, Jesus says, wherever the gospel is preached, people are going to hear about you, Mary Beth. This story is going to be repeated. The gospel, the good news, the story about this dude includes Inherently, it has to include, says Jesus, this story about what a woman did to him. That's part of the Christ event that is happening again. Like, the Christ event is not about some guy who had a certain anatomy that we laugh about, it's about the people around him who shaped and formed him, who, who, helped, who helped make him God. Um, I don't think that's heretical because God works in all kinds of mysterious ways. <laughs> so that just that that's that's a long answer spiel. So what we're gonna do, the spike nard, is while Tim and uh, Liz do a song, we're gonna pass it around and and kind of like we do with bread, you're going to anoint the hands of the person next to you. Allison, my wife, made me say that if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. You can do pass because. She has sensitive skin, she's very allergic to things, and she would be really anxious if someone told her to do this. So you can easily just, thank you, pass it along. Um, but just like a couple drops and smell it, and then see what experience your mind's being blown. That's what I'm saying. Thanks. <laughs> You're excited, you're gonna smell it. God smells it. Is that <laughs> It's intense, all that stuff about like the beauty and the ugliness, you might, it's, a, it's an intense smell. You might not like it unless you're a hippie, like Trace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, just, I would say like one or two drops in the, your neighbor's hand and then they can just kind of rub it. You can go, go to town. Do it to, yeah, don't <laughs> And I want to say one more thing real quick before, um, often we break out into freeform discussion. Today after this, I want, we're going to have, um, if you have a, like a story or anecdote that is inspired by this text, uh, you're invited to share that, and we're just going to do a few. Um, and a few, uh, to keep it short, and to remind ourselves that we're not a community that is mainly based on opinions or ideas, but based on stories. <laughs>